featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Featuring Nate, NFL and college football co-host. I don't think Indian is very good being straight up, so... I think it's <laughs> pretty fair. Spread, Indiana's getting spread triggered cover. right now. You just triggered the whole state. And I forgot to change on here. Oh, okay. but <laughs> just here, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna defend oh, okay. it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I do think Denver's a very average team. I'm gonna stick with my open pick. Hello, everybody. Today we've got another miscellaneous topics episode for you today. And all of these topics are going to be about NFL stuff. Just want to let you know about that first off the bat. But I do want to talk to you guys a little bit about a new challenge that the podcasters uh, and I have came up with. And it's basically a subscription challenge. So you're hearing this on the 1st of November. And this challenge is going to run all through the month of October from the 1st to the 30th. And the goal is going to be we're each going to try and count how many subscribers that we can get to either YouTube, iTunes, or even some of the other podcasting sites like Stitcher or Google Podcasts. Really, any podcasting site that we go out to, if you subscribe to it because we refer you, it'll add a point for our running total. And at the end of the month, we're going to see who's got the most points. And the reward is going to be whoever has the most points uh, for getting subscribers is going to get to do a roasting of the other three podcasters in the next episode. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And another thing, too, to this challenge that I thought about and I'm going to add to it is if you guys really, for some reason, are a fan of one of the four of us, let's say you really like Eric's takes more than anybody else's then whatever subscribers you can get to the channel, you can add, you can message me and I will add those numbers to Eric's count or whoever's count that you want. So that's, um, that's going to be a way to inter- interact with you guys. And at the end of November, there's going to be that roasting of, well, someone's going to be roasting all three, three of the other podcasters. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I know the other guys are too. We all want to get to roast each other, but only one of us is going to get to do it. So it's going to—it's really going to depend on who works the hardest to get subscribers to this channel. But we do have a special guest on the program today, our first guest of Clutch Crew Sports, uh, my friend Kyle here. So I'll let him introduce himself, and then we'll get started with the video. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I'm Kyle. Uh, I'm a USF student, same as Zach. Uh, I, I kind of have to say that my favorite college team is the Bulls, even though I do really like the, uh, Mountaineers, uh, West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, for NFL, my favorite team is definitely the Packers, even though I'm a Jared Goff, uh, fanboy, 
as uh, Zach likes to call me. <laughs> and uh, in high school, I used to play uh, football on my varsity team as a tight end and lineman. Okay, cool, man. We're glad to have you here for this show. Thanks. And yeah, especially this third topic is going to really involve you and be a fun one to talk about. Uh, so let me do a breakdown here of the three topics that we're going to talk about today. So our first topic is going to be about the Carolina Panthers and whether they should start Cam Newton when he comes back from injury or keep rolling with Kyle Allen. And I do want to give a shout out to Jackson from Twitch. He's been watching some of our streams uh, the past couple of days and he's requested us to talk about this. So shout out to you, Jackson, for bringing up this topic. We really appreciate it. And you're going to hear what we think about it. And then Nate is going to talk about some NFL trades that happened slash didn't happen that we thought might. Uh, so it's going to be the trades that we haven't talked about. We've talked about Ramsey, Sanders, and Sanu in past episodes. But this is going to be all the other significant ones that he thought were significant enough to talk about, I guess. And then finally is going to be a debate between me and Kyle about Aaron Rodgers for MVP. So I think if you know that Kyle's a, a Packers fan, that uh, <laughs> you, I think you know where he stands on this. But me and him are going to debate about that. And we've got some other people to talk about, too, in that MVP discussion. Uh, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Nate's going to chime in when he thinks he can. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, guys. So let's start out here with our first topic, Cam Newton or Kyle Allen. Who should the Panthers start when Cam Newton comes back from injury? And to be honest, this is something that I really did not I, – I really couldn't tell you an answer until maybe an hour before we're recording this because I just thought this is such a tough – decision for Carolina to have to make because obviously Cam Newton's got the history of going to the Super Bowl as a quarterback, winning an MVP, uh, having all pro seasons, uh, all the accolades and stuff. And he's been their franchise quarterback for the past decade. And then there's this Kyle Allen guy in the bottom right of our screen who comes in. He's a second year player, but essentially this is like his rookie year since he only started once last season. And he won, uh, as a starter, his first four games, I think. Uh, had his first loss against San Francisco this past weekend. It wasn't a good performance, but San Francisco is a really tough defense, so I don't take, I don't put too much blame for Kyle Allen for that just because San Francisco is a really good team. But the, que- the real question is, is, who do you go with when Newton's back from injury? And after thinking about it for a while, I'm going to show you guys the stats here. These stats are from Kyle Allen's season this year, Cam Newton's season last year. They look pretty similar if you're just looking off the, off the pure stats here. Cam Newton, I think, gives you a much better uh, mobile threat than Kyle Allen does for sure. But that's also the reason why I'm going with Kyle Allen here is because while Cam Newton has been a great mobile threat as a quarterback, he's just injury prone and he can't stay healthy. Kyle mentioned this before the podcast. 
is he constantly getting hurt, but he's getting hurt in different places. The shoulder injury, uh, leg injury. So he's just been bruised up and battered the past couple seasons, and it's really impacted his performance. He's never lived up to that Super Bowl season that he had. Uh, after that, it's just consistently he's been getting worse each year. I'm just not a big Cam Newton fan anymore. He's still a good quarterback, and he definitely could start for a lot of teams out there. And they didn't trade him this at this trade deadline that passed. So I, unless they were, I think unless they were blown away by an offer, I didn't think that would happen. But still, he's still on their team, and the reason why I think that they should go with Kyle Allen is. He's a safe quarterback. I know you see the 7-3 to touchdown ratio, but all three of those interceptions were against that San Francisco defense. And that's, like I said before, that's a really hard defense to play. So the fact that he struggled there as basically a rookie quarterback is not that big of a deal. But prior to that game, he'd been winning, and he'd been being, and he was safe with the football, which is something that Cam Newton kind of struggled with, as you can see last year, that 24 to 13 touchdown to interception ratio. As far as passing yards per game go, he's not lighting it up, but he still has a decent completion percentage. He's not been playing bad. Uh, So he's a young guy. He's cheap. The team seems to like him. They're rallying around him. They're winning games that they weren't winning with Cam Newton. Remember last year they had a really disappointing record. Uh, so I think it makes more sense for them to go with the future here with Kyle Allen as opposed to Cam Newton because you never know when Newton's going to get hurt next. And I think that they could get some good pieces for him in a trade potentially. So this is a really similar situation to the Foles Minshew uh, thing going on in Jacksonville. Really, really similar. But in this instance, I think that they should go with Kyle Allen. I think he's, even though it's a small sample size, I think he's proven that he's a reliable quarterback. He's not the best or anything, but for what he is, he's been playing well, and the teams have been winning with him. So he can only improve, I think. Whereas Cam Newton, we've already seen his best. And right now, you know, last season he didn't have a great season. The start of this year, he he didn't have a great season, so... I, I really do think Kyle Allen should be the long-term starter, and I think Newton should, I think, probably ride the bench when he comes back just because Kyle Allen gives him the best chance to win right now. So I, I'm curious to hear your guys' takes on this as well. Um, So I agree with Zach here. I think uh, Kyle Allen should be the starter um, even when Newton comes back. Although my reasoning's not entirely the same. Um, I think, like Zach said, Cam Newton's been injury-prone really throughout his career. A lot of that, obviously, is due to the um, his mobility and all the running he does. He gets banged up a lot. He's he's missed a significant amount of time, like, each of the last few years with injuries. And, obviously, he's missed most of this year as well. Um, so, I think... The main reason I would say to keep him, um, keep him on the bench rest of this year is just like don't rush him back from this injury. Um, I think 
there's no reason to uh, hurry him back when Allen's been playing this well. Uh, I think if he comes back, you know, week 10 or 11, whatever that may be, there's a good chance he gets hurt again, you know, re-aggravates the same injury or gets the new injury. I think it's best they just let him sit out the rest of the season, um, spend the offseason rehabbing, and try and get back to normal uh, for next year. And maybe there will be a, a competition and uh, they can figure it out then. But I think in the meantime, I definitely agree with Zach. I think they're in good hands with Kyle Allen at quarterback. He hasn't been super flashy um, stats-wise, but he's definitely been leading them to some good wins. They lost last week to the 49ers, but um, they've been on a tear lately, so that's pretty forgivable. Um, other than that, they've been pretty steady. And really that offense kind of goes through Christian McCaffrey. Um, to begin with, so as long as they got someone there who can like facilitate getting the ball to him, um, not turning the ball over a whole lot, and kind of letting the defense, um, you know, do their thing, uh, I think he can get through the rest of the season pretty well. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. So Kyle, did you want to say anything about uh, who you think should be starting long term? Uh, like I said, I feel like, uh, Kyle Allen, uh, should be the starting next quarterback, uh, for the next game. And it's not really just for the name, even though the name's pretty great. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be spitting the same facts, but like Kyle Allen's a safer quarterback with a foot injury on Cam Newton. He's not going to be so mobile anymore. He's a, he's pretty much, I feel like he's a liability to the team right now. And because I feel like he's a liability to the Panthers, I feel like he's, I don't know, you guys could uh, t- uh, take your pick on this, but I feel like no other teams would really want Cam Newton as their qu- starting quarterback. I may be wrong. I may be thinking like one team specifically would want Cam Newton, but with how Cam Newton is right now, I feel like uh, he's not going to be traded anytime soon. Okay, yeah, I'm, I think the best fit for him would be Chicago. Uh, but the only thing with that is you don't know is Chicago still believing in Trubisky? Do they still think that he is the man? But obviously most people don't think he is. So I think that would be an upgrade to a good team uh, with a bad quarterback. So yeah, I agree with you there that like his destinations are limited because a lot of teams have young quarterbacks that they like. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't know what's going to happen. He's Obviously, there's, I think, a better than 50% chance that he's with the Panthers next year. But still, it's something to keep an eye on. And I think, like Nate said, I think there might be a true competition next year to see who it is. But I do think they'll eventually end up going with Kyle Allen. Um, So we'll move on now to our next topic here about some NFL trades. So I'll let Nate start that. Yeah, so... Kind of a busy time the last couple of weeks with the NFL trade deadline. Um, we're recording this show on Tuesday the 29th, so just wrapped up today. Um, there were a few big moves, but as we got really close to the deadline, it kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, as Zach mentioned, we already talked about the Mohamed Sanu, uh, Jalen Ramsey, and Emmanuel Sanders trades in previous episodes. Um, so you can go back and hear our thoughts on those uh, if you're really interested. Um, but we're gonna. What I'm gonna focus on today is um, the two big trades um, of 
today and this weekend, and then a couple of trades that um, I thought were really going to happen, and they didn't, and then kind of where um, those players um, could go from here. So we're going to start out uh, with a trade that I thought was pretty interesting, a little bit surprising uh, this morning. Uh, the Rams dealt cornerback Aqib Tlaib to the Dolphins, um, along with a fifth-round pick in exchange for only a seventh-rounder from the Dolphins, which sounds kind of interesting on paper. Um, they didn't really get anything in return for him, but it's pretty clear this was like a salary cap dump uh, for the Rams. Um Want to get his salary off the books, which is why they traded away a fifth-round pick um, to kind of incentivize the Dolphins to make this move. Um, and for the Dolphins, I'm not sure if they really wanted to leave that badly. Obviously, I had no reason to really improve the roster right now because uh, they haven't won any games yet. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, it's not really the type of move that logically you would think they would make, but. With the addition of the fifth round pick, it's kind of like they're almost trading up for a trading up from the seventh round to the fifth round, and kind of getting Tlaib's, uh play for half a year as an added benefit. Um, he hits free agency this year, I believe. And he's 33 years old, so I don't imagine the Dolphins or really any other team is going to be too eager to um, resign him. Which is kind of obviously why the Rams wanted to get his contract from this year off the books. But what's really interesting about this deal is, to me, is that I think it kind of signals that the Rams really want to sign Ramsey long-term. Um, uh, it's kind of interesting that they got rid of their biggest, their two biggest cornerbacks um, going into this year and brought in Ramsey. Kind of like they freed up the big salaries of those two guys to uh, potentially keep Ramsey around which we talked about that in a previous episode as well. Um, they're going to have a tough time doing that with all the other cap commitments they have right now um, with Aaron Donald and some of those guys. But I think trading uh, Tlaib uh, this morning makes gives the Rams a little bit more room to try and get a deal done with Ramsey. So we'll see where that goes. Um, additionally, we had Kenyon Drake traded from Miami to the Cardinals. Uh, that's kind of a... Um, Pretty classic uh, tanking move uh, on the Dolphins' part. They've basically been selling off all their, you know, big name players uh, in exchange for draft picks to try and rebuild the team uh, as quickly as possible. Um, I think he could be a good fit with the Cardinals. Uh, you've seen all the injuries to David Johnson um, and Tremaine, Ed- Tremaine Edmonds this year, so they definitely need some running back help. I think he'd step in, and we've seen the speed. And some of the attributes he has playing uh, behind a pretty awful uh, Miami O-line, I think he could potentially be a very good player for the Cardinals. So I think that was that trade made sense um, in both aspects for both teams. Um, other than that, it was pretty quiet trade deadline, which is really what um, I was more interested to talk about because it was a deadline that I think a lot of people – um, that followed the NFL thought was going to be a lot more interesting, a lot more um, like impactful than it was. So two of the main moves that I personally thought were going to happen were Trent Williams and O.J. Howard. I'm going to start with uh, Trent Williams here. Um, 
he's a seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle for the Redskins. Um, and it's been pretty well-followed, uh, well-publicized, but he's been holding out from the team uh, since the offseason, trying to get a new contract. Uh, Washington hasn't budged. He hasn't budged either. He hasn't suited up for any games this year. Um, so it was most people thought that they were, Washington would trade him at some point. You know, maybe earlier in the season, they didn't have as much incentive to do so. Maybe they thought they could still work out a deal. But neither side has come to terms. So most people thought it was almost a done deal. Like he would be moved by this afternoon's deadline. But no teams, uh, I guess, could work out a deal with them. I don't know if um, if the offers weren't high enough or why Washington decided not to move on from him. But uh, we heard earlier that he was going to come back to the team but still doesn't plan to play any games this year. So not totally sure what this means for Williams as far as his contract, um, if he's going to get paid at all this year. Um, clearly it's too late for the team to move on from him. So I guess he's just going to be sitting out games, maybe not getting paid. Uh, kind of a similar situ- situation to Le'Veon Bell a few years ago. But um, this was a pretty shocking non-move for me because there's a lot of teams that, you know, namely contenders, that were kind of in need of some O-line help. Um, specifically, the Patriots were named uh, as a potential suitor on the past few weeks just because O-line has really been the only kind of glaring weakness of that team. Uh, Brady's been under a little bit more pressure this year. Um, things haven't looked as cohesive on offense. A lot of people thought that Williams could step in at that left tackle spot and at least provide a year's worth of um, good coverage for Brady and potentially lead to another Super Bowl run. So that was a deal that we thought would get done, but it didn't. So it'll be interesting this offseason to see what happens with Williams. I don't think he'll be on... He'll be in Washington next year. I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion. So it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. And then O.J. Howard was another name that I thought would be on the move this week just because his fit with the Buccaneers has been pretty pretty bad this year. Uh, Bruce Arians and that new staff came in, and they have not utilized him really at, hardly at all. I think he's got maybe 100 like 100 yards or 200 yards this year, um, not very many catches or targets at all, which is kind of surprising considering he, he was a top 10 pick, I believe, a couple years back. Um, I don't think I don't think top, top 10, but he was a first round. Pick. First rounder for yeah. sure. Yeah, but someone that the team had a big investment in uh, draft wise, and he played pretty well to start start out his young career. Uh, very athletic, tight end, very talented, and it's kind of surprising to see this staff not use him, I think, to um, his full potential. I know they've got other weapons in the form of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but just the total like disregard of the tight end position down there in Tampa has been kind of um, shocking to watch early this year. So going off that context, it was another like widely predicted thing that O.J. Howard would be traded this week. Um, just because clearly the team really hasn't had any desire to use him. And if they could get back a couple high high round draft picks in exchange, most people thought that would be a pretty favorable move for them. But they didn't. Um, 
the Patriots from another team that people thought would be interested. Um, I know oh, what was the other team? Uh, it's escaping me now, but there are definitely a few teams that are named as like they were in talks with the, the t- with uh, Tampa to try and put a deal together. But I guess Tampa's asking price is way too high. I know they wanted, um, I believe, a couple first rounders for him, which is a pretty steep price for any player. Um, the talent's definitely there. I could have seen maybe one first round or a couple second rounders for him, but I think two first rounds is, um, I mean, more than one first round pick is a lot unless the guy is, you know, an established Pro Bowl level player. So, um, obviously, again, he has, wasn't traded today. Uh, he's going to be on the Buccaneers for the rest of the year. So it'll be very interesting to me. Um, something to watch is just to see if Tampa Bay does decide to use him a little bit more now. Um, maybe they'll try and incorporate him into their offense now that he's for sure going to be a part of the team. But if not, I'd be surprised if um, he is on their team by the end of next season, just because I could see him requesting a trade um, if the Buccaneers don't do it on their own, just because if I was O.J. Howard and I was being utilized this way, I mean, I'd be pretty disappointed just because you're not getting the targets, you're not getting the catches or the stats, which as he gets closer and closer to that, um, his rookie contract being up, that's really kind of inhib- inhibiting his um, value to sign a new contract. I know the potential is there and teams are definitely going to buy into that, but when you don't have those stats, it's harder to negotiate um, a deal that really kind of encap- encapsulates your full value. So uh, if I were OJ Howard, I'd be surprised if he didn't request a trade um, this off season or next season at some point, if he doesn't get start to get used a little bit more. Um, so that'll be something interesting to watch. Uh, other than that, um, there are some rumors that Jalen, Jalen Adams and Le'Veon Bell might be traded from the Jets that came out this morning. Uh, neither of those obviously um, led anywhere. Um, and other than that, pretty quiet uh, deadline day overall. There were some big blockbuster trades that happened in the last couple of weeks, but um, today was, I think it was more noteworthy for how quiet it was just because of the potential it had. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that. Um, be interesting to see how uh, these trades and non-trades um, kind of play out over the rest of this year. Yeah, so I think unlike Nate, I was a little bit, I had lower expectations for today's trade deadline deal or deadline. Um, there were actually a lot of trades that happened before the deadline that we didn't even talk about, like uh, Diggs and uh, going from Detroit to Seattle. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick from Miami to Pittsburgh. Um, there's others that are just escaping my head. I'm forgot about this, and teams kind of and teams didn't want to give up the draft capital that other teams wanted for like you said about oj howard um the bucks are just asking a way too high price for him i think with trent williams though i think that's more of a redskins thing like a refusal to trade him 
more so than the asking price because there were definitely teams that wanted him. Um, and the, But another thing, too, about Williams is he does have an injury history, so I'm not sure if teams were scared off by that. But um, And then another thing about Tlaib that you mentioned, or that I don't think you mentioned, is he's actually on IR, so he's not going to be playing this season anyways, whether he was a Ram or a Dolphin. So the Dolphins don't oh, even get to right. use him to like potentially you know, for their tanking and stuff. They don't even have to risk him coming out on the field and playing good for them. <laughs> so it fits their – it's a win for them because they just, you know, move up in the draft basically for $4 million. But uh, for the Rams, I guess it's just a salary dump, and he wasn't going to play anyways. So they're not – so they just want to get him off their books. Um, so it's a win-win for both sides. I – don't really understand why the Dolphins traded Drake so much because he is a good young piece. I know you got to tank and everything and, and start over, but he's actually a player that I think that they should have held on to. Um, I know they have like 15 draft picks in next year's draft or something <laughs> like that, but still, you got to you gotta hold on to some of your players yeah. that you already have. You know, You can't just come in next year with an entire new team. Which they might, but I don't know. It's it's just kind of fascinating how extreme this tanking is going on for them. Um, and the commissioner actually was asked a question about like, should the NFL go to like a draft lottery like the NBA to to you know decent like to motivate not tanking and stuff, but. He said, no, they're going to keep it how it is because they want to reward the worst team, the best pick. So, yeah, they're they're really trying to, to get two, I guess. But, I yeah, I didn't expect a whole lot of action today on the trade deadline day. But I know a lot of people were excited for it, and they got kind of bummed out that nothing happened. But there were still some other things going on, like uh, – Unique Ngakwe's name was thrown around. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if that was valid at all. I think that was just Ravens fans just hoping. Yeah. Um, and uh, one other guy that, that I think you missed here was Chris Harris had a possibility of being traded, and he would, he would have been a, a really good player for somebody. But, yeah, not a whole lot happened here. And... and it typically NFL teams don't trade as much as like NBA teams would on a deadline, but there's still a chance that these guys get traded around draft time. So it's not like you won't see these trades happen. It might just be delayed, but we'll move on now to the highly anticipated debate between myself and Kyle. Uh, about... yeah. <laughs> you ready, Kyle? <laughs> I'm getting ready. Okay. <laughs> um, I win this one. Yeah. So, I'm going to start my opening statement about you see a lot of pictures here on the screen. You've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey. I will tell you my order of these and specifically Aaron Rodgers because that's the one we're debating. And I'll kind of make my case as to why I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP and why I think he's farther back in the discussion for MVP as well. And then Kyle is going to go ahead and say why he thinks I'm wrong. 
and then we'll you go back wrong. and forth. Not <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> All right, so let me get this started here, and uh, got my notes ready. So, oh, you got brought notes. Yeah, man, I, I made notes here. The debate is won before the debate and preparation, <laughs> not in the actual debate. That's that's uh, that's something that I've heard before, and I, I truly believe. I think preparation is the key to winning debates. Obviously, you got to be a good speaker and stuff, but still, if, if you have good preparation, you can probably win a debate. But it doesn't really matter what we think. It matters what the voters think. So if they end up hearing this and get swayed, that'd be pretty awesome, but I'm not... <laughs> Not expecting that, but let's get this started here, this hypothetical, if we were in charge <laughs> of picking the MVPs. <laughs> um, we have all the power. Yeah. So I'll get the – I'll let me start here. If I – my MVP list has got Russell Wilson 1, Mahomes 2, Christian McCaffrey 3, Dak Prescott 4, Deshaun Watson 5, Aaron Rodgers 6, and Lamar Jackson here 7. Um and really, I think it's it, it, there's a chance that Watson and Rodgers can climb their way higher, but they're going to have to do significant work, in my opinion, to catch Wilson. And I want to start this off by saying, first of all, to people that I think are uneducated about football, wins are not a quarterback stat. Okay, I don't care which of these quarterbacks you look at. Uh, winnings you know winning the game and stuff that's not a quarterback stat there are so many factors that go into a win or loss the quarterback's a big one but it's not it's not fair at all to point records to players and defend that but what i want to talk about is aaron Rodgers here and why i don't think he's the mvp i don't think he's the mvp because aaron jones is on the packers and aaron jones you cannot underestimate his benefits, his, you know, leadership or whatever, not, maybe not leadership, but his talent to the team. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers passes to the running back a lot. Okay. I've got some stats here. Jones has 325 receiving yards. And then some of these other quarterbacks here, Mahomes, he only has 129 yards to McCoy. And basically when you look at Jones, all but 30 of his yards came after the catch. So it's just all work done by the running back. Aaron Jones, when he catches the ball from Aaron Rodgers, it's all those yards are a credit to Aaron Jones, evading tackles, getting extra yards, all that sort of stuff, staying in bounds. It's all credit to him. It's not receivers running deep routes or anything. It's just dump offs to the running back which what he li- is what he likes to do much more than all these other quarterbacks. McCoy for the Chiefs, 129 yards receiving. Zeke, 176. Chris Carson in Seattle, 149. Uh, Duke Johnson for Houston, 160. Those are all so, so, follow- so much in- minuscule to Aaron Jones' 355. Um, running back stats in general. Wilson's... Wilson Seahawks team is probably the closest to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 684 rushing yards between Williams and Jones. And Chris Carson's got 660. But here's what Mahomes has to work with. 362 rushing yards from LaShawn McCoy. Dak Prescott, 602. Deshaun Watson, 544. None of these quarterbacks have as good of a running attack as Green Bay does have. 
Um, I want to look at the competition that Aaron Rodgers is going up against. His best game was the Oakland game where he had all those huge stats and stuff. Well, let's look at Oakland's pass defense. They're ranked 30th in the NFL in passing yards per game. Detroit, 32nd ranked, and they only scored like 20-something points in that game. They couldn't even you know, light up Detroit for 40, uh, and they should have lost that Detroit game. Aaron Rodgers got the benefit of a lot of calls that allowed him to stay out on the field and pad his stats. If those calls had been called correctly, Detroit would have gotten the ball back more, and Rodgers wouldn't have wouldn't have his hat scored on the Lions' defense there. Philly, 20. That Philly game was, I think, his low light because he had a chance to win that game, but he threw the ball to a contested Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Go Bulls. But still, he had a wide-open receiver. He misread the play. It ended up being an interception down at the goal line. You cannot do that. You absolutely cannot do that. That was his fault, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. That was his fault, and that, that's the reason why they lost that game. Uh, if he had made the right call there, they would have won, but instead he didn't. They lose to Philly, who's an average team there. Uh, QBR. QBR is great because it takes into account things like interceptions that – don't deserve to be interceptions. It takes into account running. It takes into account accuracy. All sorts of different things, and it's really a good stat to use. And Aaron Rodgers is eighth in the season on QBR. Can you believe that? He's eighth. Dak Prescott, the man who you just laughed about when I talked about him, is first in QBR. You know why? Because even though he has like eight interceptions or something, the QBR stat takes into account that those interceptions are like Hail Marys at the end of the game or bad interceptions where it's the receiver's fault and stuff like that. That's what QBR takes into account of. So you can talk to all you. I know you're going to talk about Rodgers and how the receiver's dropped and stuff. QBR takes into account drops. Uh, Mahomes. I know Mahomes was injured last week, but it, did we all just forget about how awesome he was playing? He has the most yards per game passing this season. Dak Prescott's third, Rodgers is seventh. So I don't even see any stats here where Rodgers is first in. Completion percentage, he's definitely not. Dak Prescott leads in that. He's at 70%. Rodgers is in 11th place at 65%. Uh, so some more non-MVP moments. The Chicago game, only scoring 10 points, was very ugly and bad. I talked about the Philly game. I talked about the Lions game. Uh, and then look at Russell Wilson, the guy that I picked. Who's he throwing to? I like Lockett. He's a good receiver, but he's not a number one receiver. He's throwing to him. He's got a rookie, Metcalf, and rookie receivers never do anything, but that's his number two target. Will Disley, his star tight end, hurt, doesn't play anymore. And then Jerron Brown is his third receiver, some guy you've never even heard of. And also, has only one game where they put up under 20 points. He's basically running this offense with, uh, with by himself and also to scoring more than 20 points per game. Uh, that Hold on, wait, wait, one more thing. The uh-huh. offensive line rankings. I take into account offensive line. Pro football focus ranks Green Bay as the 10th best offensive line. Patrick Mahomes, what's he got to deal with? The 30th best offensive line. Wilson, the 21st. Houston, they rank 11th, so that's around similar. 
Carolina for Christian McCaffrey, 21st offensive line ranking. So Aaron Rodgers has the benefit of a great offensive line. He's got the benefit of a great defense. 14 takeaways by the Green Bay defense for short fields for Aaron Rodgers, whereas teams like Dallas only have nine takeaways. Houston for Deshaun Watson, only 10. Seattle's got 15, so they're an outlier here, but Kansas City with 11. Green Bay gets the ball a lot on defense. They have a great points-per-game ranking. KC, Houston, Seattle have to overcome bad defenses. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to do that. He just doesn't. And he's got the benefit of a great offensive line. He's got the benefit of a great running back that can catch the ball and make plays. And that play, uh, that like miracle play that happened where he threw that touchdown, he said after the game, the Kansas City game. I know exactly what you're about to say with that one. I still think that pass is a great pass. I, I don't. Know meant, I know he meant to pass the Graham, but he put him in the perfect position where either two of them could have made a play. Well, he didn't even see the other guy behind him, so did, it was just he total luck. He said no, he, he said saw he a saw flash him. of. He said he saw a flash of a jersey. How does he know that it's a it's a Green Bay jersey? He doesn't. He just threw it up there as it's a, a prayer. Green and it, jersey. It's a Green Bay jersey. It's easy to tell between red and what green or yeah, white. Yeah, but still, you. He just threw, he wasn't even look. He just threw it up as a prayer. I mean, good God, like that was the most lucky play it, I've ever seen. That he was not threw a it play. in a spot where a, his receivers can make a play, or it's either going out of bounds. That was oh a no, no, pass. that could have been an interception. That easily could have been not, an interception. No, that was the most risky, Williams, and stupid play I've ever really? seen. Williams, he was he, he was in front of. I don't even know who was who was guarding him. That's you know because that that's that because that defense is terrible. That's why you don't remember. It's who it not was. that terrible. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs ranks 11th in passing against Rodgers, yeah, but they're passing. 17th in points per game, so they let up a lot of points. Yeah, but they're 11th in passing, and Rodgers. Okay. If you think Rodgers could win after 11th is not that worse. 11th is amazing, considering that San Francisco's like that. number one. We know that San Francisco's number one. There's Patriots, so. there's Bills. Uh, Denver Broncos, I think, what are they, the, the fourth best? Fourth best with not, not, at the time, not at the time they played them. They've improved after. Uh, I'll, I'll let you talk now. They're, still, they're talk. still the same team. Now that they, They've improved a lot since that game. They're fourth yards allowed, fourth for pass. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you said that, uh, what, Jones, uh, you, Aaron Jones? Yeah, Aaron Jones. Yeah, you said that, uh, what do you say about him, that he's an all-star uh, running back? Yeah, he is. Is he? I mean, you, think, he, you think he really is an all-star? He's, he's not their whole offense. He, <laughs> he only the, gets four yards per average. which is a pretty good. Av- it's an average running back. All teams have a pretty close to average running back. He's no like Dalvin Cook, or he's no Barkley. He's no McCaffrey. McCaffrey's an amazing running back, and so is Cook. You 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 at least agree with that, right? Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's the best running back. I'm just saying you can't deny his. In, he's like he's the yeah, number one. he has one. impact, but there's also Williams, and you 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 say he has all these receiving yards and re- receptions, but that only ever happened after. Uh, his number one receiver, Devontae Adams, uh, got uh, for turf uh, t- uh, turf toe, I think it's called. 
Mahomes has to deal with that too. Tyree Kill went out. I don't want to hear the injury excuse. Oh, yeah. uh, injury excuse. Well, without Adams, he has a 70% completion rate, 1,255 yards. He's about 10 yards per attempt, and he's 10, tu- uh, 10 uh, touchdowns uh, since Adams got injured. He also has 120 passing rating, which is way above what Russell Wilson has, which I think Russell Wilson has about 115 right now. Yeah, but his QBR is better. Wilson's got the second best oh. QBR. So I look at QBR more than passer rating because QBR takes into account running. Yeah, takes for, the into past, account. for the past two weeks, Rodgers has been above Russell Wilson. Okay, I'll give you that for the past two weeks, but this is a season award. This is the past eight weeks, not two most, weeks. No, the most valuable player. Is this, most valuable player doesn't mean uh, ten weeks only of the season. It doesn't mean uh, – I don't know, five weeks of the season. It just means the most valuable player to their team. Without Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, I would give you that. He's a close second, and that without him, his team pretty much has no one. But you say, like, he they has... They do have no one. <laughs> yeah, but Tyler Lockett, he's someone... He's, he's solid, but he's their, no, he's their number one guy. Like that's... Cat, he was a second-round pick. Yeah, but you know, Ricky. What does Rodgers have without Adams? He has uh, Scantling, he's which is uh, he's pretty un- good undra- now. He's undrafted. He was undrafted. When no, he, he wasn't. He, he was, yes, he was. He was. He was, wait, he was, he was yeah, he was. No, no sorry, he was, he was fifth round pick. He was a fifth <laughs> round pick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scantling was a fifth round pick. Ellison was undrafted. Kumaro okay. was undrafted, and Lazar was undrafted. So it was uh, Shepard. Shepard was undrafted. He's working with all these people, which knew, knew, no one knew anything about. Pretty much, I knew about. I knew about Lazard actually. I oh, yeah, how do you know good. about Lazard? How do you know? About he was Lazard? on the Jaguars He's for a bit. Yeah. I knew. So I watched him. I knew he was on training be camp. Good. Yeah, we we saw him up hand, up up close. But I'll give you that he hasn't. Had the he has weapons. no receiving other than Adams. Adams, oh, praise to him. He's like oh, the fifth best receiver in the NFL right now. I don't know. I'm just t- talking to my uh, rear there. But he's a good, he's a, he's a good <laughs> yeah, receiver. Yeah, other really than that, good. but Rodgers, without his star players, he found other star players. He found Jones. He found Williams. He f- oh, don't get me started on Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I, Zach knows how much I dislike Graham. He's a beast. I'll give him that. He's six foot, what, seven? He's a basketball player, basically. I know. Yeah, he's <laughs> six foot seven. I don't know what he's doing playing football. That's <laughs> huge for a tight end, considering that they're usually like six foot four, I think. Is that right? Six foot three? Yeah, foot I mean, there's three-ish? some taller ones, but yeah. Yes. Bronx he's got like Mercedes Lewis. Five. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't say that with this straight. <laughs> 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 I love you, Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, and he's not only is Rogers doing all the. He had multiple games where he had above 400 yards. I don't think Russell Wilson barely gets above 300 sometimes, and he's gotten below. I think uh, in one game he had like 180 something yards. Uh, he had 182 yards for one game, and he had 195 yards one game. Which for a quarterback, that is pretty below average. He has a lot of touchdowns to compensate for that, but he also has uh, running backs to help him. I mean, the running backs, I don't know if they're better or worse than Jones, but they're still decent running backs that could help him. And Russell Wilson is pretty mobile himself. I would say he's probably even more mobile than Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, he is. Which Which helps. Yeah, that does help because he's got more rushing yards. He's got more rushing touchdowns. That makes the case more for him being more valuable. He has to do more. 
Aaron Rodgers is not only a quarterback, he's pretty much uh, the coordinator himself. He's a, he's the offense coordinator himself. He picks the plays. When it comes to crunch time, he knows exactly how to read the defense, and he's calm, he reads the defense, and then he makes the play. He, and you keep going on about the pass to Williams and how I still believe that's a good pass. I mean, he did say there, there's it luck. Was a, it was a prayer. It was like, it was it was a, like let me just luck, throw this up. There's here. luck in every pass. There's luck in every okay. pass. Well, that one was all luck. No, it was he not. He wasn't he even it, trying to throw it to him. It, <laughs> he was trying to. He was trying to. He was trying to make a uh, put in a position where either Graham can make a play or Williams can make a play. That's what makes a good quarterback. He lets everyone and he passes to everyone. When Rodgers had Nelson on team, I'll give you that. He wasn't an uh, MVP because he only passed to one place person. One person every single time. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. He was his, he was his number one receiver. Right now, without Adams, even with Adams, he passed to everyone. And uh, even though Adams has a lot of yards, I don't. I, don't, I think what Scantling was a number one uh, has enough yeah, substance. Yeah. Even with even with Adams, he didn't pa- even pass to him the most. He just has the most yards, which I'll I'll give him credit for that. Uh, enough about Rogers, though. You, for one person, I feel like shouldn't even be on this list is Dak Prescott, and you could <laughs> give your information after this. But without Dak Press, with with Dak Prescott, without his star uh, receivers like Cooper and Gallup, I, I I'm thinking I said his name wrong. Gallup. Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. Without his two-star like wide receivers, he's nothing, nothing. And I'll, I would you, disagree with that. You would disagree I mean, with that? How, how would you disagree with that? He, they have the most receptions. They have the most yards. With he's pretty much like Jordy, uh, Rogers, Jordy Nelson combined. Yeah, well, if you you play with who you have, so if you have the guys available that are really good, you throw to them. But he's still number one in QBR. He makes smart decisions. Uh, he, like, he doesn't, I know I he's got know a lot of turnovers. He makes decisions when he faced the Packers. Okay. I, he, that, yeah, he has but, so many, and he has so many interceptions. I don't know how you call that those, smart. I don't know how those you call inter- that smart. No, those interceptions are misleading. They're like, they're like Hail Mary at the end of the game, end of the half. And they're like, there's some of them are bad. Like, you know, in that Green Bay game, there was that one interception that should have been pass interference. Like, that was quite obviously pass interference. Another one. You could have said his receiver should have made a better effort on the play. Uh, oh, there's. there's I'm, I'm not saying Dak Prescott should be the MVP, but I'm putting him in that conversation. He's his completion percentage is the I best feel like in he's football. Dead last. He's dead last. I don't see. I mean, I, I want to hear what Nate says about him later, but and then let's not forget about that guy in the top left. Okay, the guy. He's been injured. He hasn't been in the game. He's for... only been injured for two weeks, and he still has the most yards per game passing three eleven. I like to see how his... if he does that after his injury. Oh, he'll be, and that's the thing too. And he has Kelsey, and he has Tyree Kill. Uh, Those are well, two no, he... amazing receptions. Receivers. Tyree Kill has been injured most of the season. Sammy Watkins, his number two receiver, has been injured most of the season. He's been throwing to Mikael Hardman, the rookie out of Georgia. How about Kelsey? Really like, how about Kelsey? He's still a rookie. Kelsey's there, but teams double team him now because they know that Kelsey's the only threat. So he's basically been doing this with guys you never heard of either. 
So let's not, you know. Rodgers has been doing this for years. Let me just tell it you that. It doesn't matter. That doesn't, he he has no year. one. Without Adams, he has no one. I'm not talking about resumes. I'm talking about this year. Where we got to look talking at about this year. This year. He's, he has Rogers no one on his team. People, he's making star players. I think people you haven't Valdez heard of. It's pretty good. I I saw Valdez fifth round pick college. when he first came in. Fifth yeah, round well, I, pick. I saw him at USF. He was pretty good. I saw Rogers Lazard. Scantling's better. I don't know about that. I saw Scantling. I saw Quentin Flowers throw a Scantling. Not the quarterback lot. passing to him. Scantling <laughs> would Scantling would not be this amazing player you say he is. Scantling got open in that Chicago game for the only big play in that game for the Packers. That was Scantling. He got open. That I mean, Rodgers got on the ball. He got on the ball kind of late in that situation. If he had gotten the ball a little bit earlier, that could have been a touchdown. Instead, Scantling kind of had to go back to Bears that. Have a, same with Broncos. He beat the Broncos. They have a really, really good defense. Vikings have a really By good defense. Bears have a really good defense. No, not, Vikings, I think they're 7th in pass, which is really good. And Bears, they're like 10th, I think, in pass. Yeah, but they which are all really teams, good. They ran the ball. They beat. They ran the ball down the Broncos' throats, and well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't run much. down the throat. They shouldn't run down the throat. I know, but that you can't say it's Rodgers. Is you can't put that as an MVP for Rodgers if you run the ball down your throat. And then that Bears game, they were terrible, and that that was a flat out awful game. That we was the to, first game of the season, and well, not only does. He, that's his first game with ever seeing these new receivers. Oh. He has a new coach and a new like offense of uh new offense total like a totally new offense. He's coming from nothing and making a seven into one season out of it. That I told is you, wins are not a quarterback stat, so don't don't say seven and one. Okay. Or anything like that. But he's having all these yards. He's he had 422 yards with the Raiders. He had 305 with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He had, he had uh, and you say the Eagles Those are bad. Ter- you said you said the Eagles were a terrible uh, terrible game for him. He had 422 yards that game. 422 yards that game. That he made the is, worst decision in his career by throwing that interception no, at the end of the no, game. Losses. You, Hey, I'm 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 gonna re- I'm gonna quote you on this. Losses are not a quarterback strat, uh, stat. I'm gonna record. Uh, not only did Shepard drop a punt, I think that game. He also had. Uh, I'm probably missing up this game. Oh, God. Uh, Coleman also got, I think, a uh, uh, interception off of Shepard's face mask. So Shepard himself. He's a terrible receiver. That was I no no I'll defend yeah. Shepard on that play because like it hit him in the face. Man. Yeah, that, but like that's you're, a perfect pass. Yeah, but if he kind of fell down. Gave me that pass. That was amazing. That it was, was almost like it was almost like he wasn't like expecting it. Like it was just like I all the it wasn't as in, I think it looks a lot more embarrassing than it really him? was. Are you defending his punt? His punt. I'm rock? not. Gonna, I'm not going to defend that. But I'm just saying. Also with a, uh, Scantling. Yeah, what about Scantlin? You say that that was all Rogers' fault. It wasn't really. It was in his hands. The the uh, the cornerback, all all his interceptions are not Rogers' fault. Yeah, but Scantling he was a had guy. the ball. The Scantling had the ball in his hands and he dropped it. He he no. messed up. No, he had it in his hands. The corner the corner was nowhere near his hands. He could have easily brought teamed. he could have easily brought that ball into his chest. Don't you give me that. No, you I'm gonna, Scantling's amazing quarterback. Scantling's amazing, but he was being double teamed on that and Rogers chose to throw to him when he had a wide open guy. He did and, not read the defense. Scantling had the ball in his hands. 
Well, if he had read the defense, it wouldn't have been an issue. It would have been an easy touchdown, and they would have won. But hey, instead, you know who also made that bad decision? Russell Wilson. I guess <laughs> that was that was a couple of years. We're not we're talking this year, and that was I know, the, but that I, was I, like I, Russell Wilson. That was Pete Carroll too. Uh, that was, I don't think Wilson that, wanted to that do before, that. Before he learned from that mistake, it's not just Rodgers. It's his. It, he. It's a new offense. He's taking. He's taking, like I said, he's taking Rodgers and LaFleur taking nothing and making it something. Well, That's- I think, I, I think right now the way things are going, I think Green Bay would be fine without Rodgers because they have a really good defense. Whereas, like, they do not have with- a good defense. They what do, do you not. Mean? They're like 20th in yards allowed. What are you talking no, about? No, they're not, dude. Yes, they're, they are. They're, yes, they okay. are. They're I mean, 11th in points I mean, per game, though. They're 11th in points per game. Can I interest you in that? They have 14 takeaways. Can I interest you in that? Yeah, all from they fumbles. That wasn't defense. That wasn't defense. That was just bad offense. They might be giving up yards, but in that Detroit game, they just let Detroit kick field goals. They stopped them from scoring touchdowns, which is huge. That's the only reason Green Bay won that game is because the defense made them kick field goals. If the defense hadn't made them kick field goals, that would have been a runaway, plus the referees, but that's another story. And like the Seattle um, Seahawks is not as bad as you think. I think – uh, P- Packers. What do you say? Packers was were twenty points per game or so. You said eleventh in points per game. Seattle's twentieth. Um, Houston is eighteenth. Dallas is yeah. 17. But Dallas you say you saying you saying these rankings like they really like matter. Like they really they like do. change. Yeah, yeah. It it seems worse than it actually is. I'm looking right now, and Packers allows twenty yards per game. Uh, twenty points per game. I'm sorry, and Seattle Seahawks. That's twenty uh twenty two points per game. It's really not that big of a difference. Yeah. As you make but it seem still the, between the takeaways, what, 8th man, and twentieth. And let's look at Mahomes. 20th? Mahomes here. Like don't even talk about Mahomes. Without Mahomes, without Mahomes, Mahomes comes, the Chiefs are nothing. I'll give, this. I'll give you with this. I'll give you this. If Mahomes comes back and drops three hundred yards per game, multiple touchdowns, like four touchdowns, five touchdowns, I'll pu- I'll put him in the race with uh uh Wilson and Aaron Rodgers again. But right, I, right now, he was Mahomes, having a runaway. Mahomes, Mahomes is the runaway guy until he got hurt. Yeah. Sorry, we, we're cutting uh, Nate out of this discussion. <laughs> Nate, you have anything bad? <laughs> um, man, I don't. <laughs> Y'all covered a lot of this. Um, I don't know. I'm personally, I'm more partial out of all these guys. I'm pretty partial to Russell Wilson this year, just because. I know y'all kind of touched a little bit on everybody, so I'm like I'm gonna keep it kind of brief. But just what he's been doing with that supporting cast, obviously he's got. Um, Thank you, uh, Chris yeah, Carson. Like pretty again, good. who does Rogers have? He's got Aaron Jones, who has like Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, you is you, like you, that's you, like his you, third best receiver. About dude. like four weeks ago, you told me Aaron Jones wasn't that good of a quarterback. I remember you saying that. I don't know when did I say that. I don't you remember. You said that like four weeks ago during like the before the game where he caught like six touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, and Rodgers got like zero touchdowns. You were like, yeah, Aaron Aaron Jones, he's he, he's like a second tier running back. And well, quote yeah, from he you. is, but he's playing better. He's playing in spots. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's small. He actually he's is. He's size. He runs really fast. He's and he, he fast. Plays, oh, my he, God. He plays he smart out. Fast. But with before Joan, uh, before, before Adams got injured, he he can't even comp- – he, he won without Jones. He won without Adams. He won without Ellison some games. Which he Ellison did is- win. The team won. 
Don't year. say he won. Green Bay's defense has <laughs> been no. really well this year, too. A lot better than yeah, you would. They're doing they're, their better. defense is a lot better than Seattle's still, defense. They're still not really that great. They're not even. I wouldn't even consider them a top twenty, um, top ten, top twenty defense. The Packers, and that's coming from a Packers. Yeah, fan. but they're allowing too many yards. They're allowing. Did you see the Kansas City Chiefs game? Literally, Kelsey was wide open. Tyreek Hill, even though he's fast, he was wide open. How can you? literally comprehend how a defense could allow that happen every they, defense messes up eventually but yeah messes up like four times kelsey was wide open like three <laughs> times like how could you make he's a huge guy how could you miss him yeah but seattle's <laughs> gotta do more man and houston they even have a they even have a worse defense man like houston's defense is really bad and you now without like, what like it's Rogers, no jj right watt now, all Rogers the injuries has more yards than uh russell wilson does that's because yeah, hasn't he played one more game than him? Or yeah, but even if he played, okay, that well, game, it wouldn't yeah. make a difference. <laughs> I don't I know. know. I, yeah, I just think what Wilson's doing in Seattle, especially with that, their O line is pretty trash too. So he's really got to create. Oh yeah, he's got to use you, mobility yeah. to create. And I'm looking he's... on Pro Football and uh, Green Bay's tenth, and Seattle they say is twenty first. Twenty first. Yeah. And. What really gets me with Wilson is his um, touchdown to interception ratio seventeen to one. That's just crazy to be putting those kind of stats. Really yeah, carrying a team like that while still making. Did you see his interception though? I mean, yeah, it was pretty bad. Did you bad, see but his interception? He's number two in QBR. Aaron Rodgers is eight in QBR. Eight. Uh-oh. How can you pick an MVP that's got that far Aaron Rodgers has been doing better and better every week, and he's doing better than Russell Wilson That might right be now. true. That right might now. be true. But right we're talking about the right season. Now. We're talking. Yeah, we're not talking about this last week. We're talking about the accumulation of eight games. We're talking and about even during Rodgers' worst, he didn't do as bad as Wilson's 180 I think he yards. Did. 180 that yards. Game, that that's Chicago really game below average. average. What about that Chicago game? You can't defend that the at Chicago, all. Put, the Chicago game, he had like 200-something yards still, though. Yeah, but the the offense only put up 10 points. And it was only and one play. Against yeah, one of the best defenses yes. in the NFL. Okay, let's move same on. With Broncos, here. Same with Broncos. Same with Vikings. Let's move on. So they haven't been as good lately. They've been no, they've kinda... been sucking. Like I said, Kelsey Dude, opened three times. The um, Bears defense. What happens? Oh, oh, the Bears oh they're, they're as amazing as we all thought they were. Well, that's because they're the still, offense didn't give them any like, that's, that's true like as well. I look this up. They're still third for points allowed, six for yards allowed. They're still doing really good. Yeah. That's fine. But but the, the games that Aaron Rodgers has really good games, like the Philly, the Oakland, the Detroit, those teams are all 21st or worst in passing yards. And Detroit's awesome. actually worse. They're 32nd. Oakland's 30th. Oh. He's got the benefit of that. Okay, so obviously you're going to make... Yeah, Russell Wilson faced bad teams, and he only got like 20, uh, 20, uh, 20 points. And what Brock team got like, was that? Hang on. Let me, look, let me look at these games. But while you're doing that, Nate, what do you think about Dak Prescott? Because I've got him in here, and Kyle doesn't no. think he should be in the conversation. He shouldn't even be considered. Dude, you don't understand me, how much he... Zeke is doing a, having a bad year. Let Nate year. talk. Let Nate talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't. I'm torn on Dak. I thought first, first four weeks, I thought he definitely belonged in the conversation. Since then, I don't know. Just watching his games, I and mean, they always kind of end up as the 4:30 game on 
um, whatever channel it is, Fox, Fox I think. Yeah. Yeah, so Fox. I've seen a lot of him. He just really hasn't, I guess, impressed me. I mean, he, the stats are definitely there. I, I think he belongs in the conversation. I don't know that he's got a serious chance to win it just because he hasn't really, oh, he just hasn't really looked impressive, I guess. Like, there's been some plays. And part of that definitely goes back to the play calling, too. It's been, I mean, it's always seems like it's pretty bland with the Cowboys, but I feel like there's been a lot of opportunities for him to kind of come in and make some big statement games. Um, I think the really Eagles show up for the game, but um, I think the Eagles game was huge for him. I mean, like, oh yeah, I mean, he's definitely had some great like st- like outings. Don't get me wrong, but I just think overall, like, look at the Jets game. Um, some of those, the Jets have been bad. Been so really lot. bad. I and, mean, I don't know. To me, I think it's been a little bit up and down. I'd like to see a little bit more consistency from him. Yeah, I I agree. I don't I, I don't have him agree. as number one. Just like how Wilson is not consistent. Wilson is the He's definition of consistent. The last two games, game. he hasn't been that consistent. You're saying he's a god and like, oh my god, he's untouchable, but he really is not. If you look at his yards and his uh, perception, uh, per, uh, perception rating, or sorry, I'm saying that word wrong so many times. Reception Did you rating. Meant to say passer rating. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. When you look at that, he's not really getting that many yards per game. Really, he has a he's a high QBR, but Rogers is not far behind. He's growing his QBR every single game. Like he's I, got I, a lower completion like, percentage. Like and that's Seahawks, important too. Seahawks almost lost to the Falcons, which have, like, the second-worst points no. per defense in the, in, in, other than the Miami Dolphins. Okay, okay, that's that score is misleading because they were up, like, 24 to 0, and, and, and they just they just fell asleep. That's That score is misleading. If Seattle Cardinals, lost, they could have the won Cardinals? that. They only got 27 points against the Cardinals. How about 27 that 27 is not bad. That's, is that that's bad? a pretty dang good game in the NFL. Against Rodgers, 44? Or so well, forty four against who? Oakland? Yeah. The worst yeah. Defense? Which is better than the Cardinals. Worst like, defense in the league. What what um And also uh how about the Bengals? Twenty one to twenty. He almost lost to the Bengals. Okay, I mean <laughs> we're talk we're not talking about wins, dude. I've never used wins as an argument for any of these guys. Yeah, I'm just that's, saying that's like, how that shows you how bad Seattle is. God, that's my he, that's more proof. Yeah. That's like, more on the that's defense like, and it's also the shows if, if Russell Wilson is really this god tier quarterback that's really lifting his team, he should be get he he should be giving more points. If he's this god tier, like you say, he, he is. is. He's, he can't he's do there. everything. He can't. He he has has one game for under, him. Like that's what that's what uh, Zach's like making it believe. Like he has to do everything. He does. Uh, does he though? I think so. Lamar definitely has to do more than Wilson. Lamar Jackson, he's he's pretty no, much their running back. He's run pretty back. much their running back. Mark Ingram, dude, look at him. Look at their tight ends. They have like three really good tight ends. They have a good offensive yeah. line. They have a good defense. They actually have some good receivers now. Lamar's a lot, uh, yeah, but but still, I don't know. He's just side. not a good passer. I mean, like, no, he's not, but. So McCaffrey, he's like he's a beast. McCaffrey, I have above Rogers he's not because a beast. he's Alvin not Cook a beast. Is definitely better. Barkley's a definitely a better running back. You think Barkley is a better, or you think Dalvin and Delvin Cook? Cook? Yeah, I think okay. Delvin well, Cook. also you got to take into account his impact in the passing game. His receiving like, is incredible. He's basically like the entire offense. He's on every single snap, which is unheard of for a running back. 
Like he's the teams have to game plan him as a receiver and as a running back. That's how good of a dual threat he is. Whereas Dalvin Cook's mainly a pure running back. Uh, his stats are unbelievable this year. Uh, his yards per carry and stuff. His yards per game. He is the reason. He is the sole reason why Carolina's even contending still right now. If it wasn't for him, they probably wouldn't have won any of their games. Like I. I really think he's had such a huge impact and you it's always people always think about quarterbacks, but for that team, he basically is the quarterback. That's how important he is. Uh, Don't sleep on Deshaun Watson too. I mean, look at, he puts up a lot of points every week. You know that he makes inspire inspiring passes when his offensive line is terrible, which they are. I mean, like I know he's got a lot of weapons to work with, but some guys have been getting hurt. Uh, actually, Hawkins actually has quite a few drops this season, so he's doing it all by himself too. I think. Um, I I just don't think Rodgers has a really good past two weeks, but you got to look at the whole picture here. And I don't think I don't think with the whole picture he should be the MVP. You're um, just going off of Wilson having like three amazing games in the early season and like having pretty close to average games for the rest of the season. I don't get no. They're pretty Wilson, close to average. You have a natural bias against Wilson because he I do not every year in the playoffs. Oh so. crap. You ever <laughs> you ever heard of Fail Mary, dude? There's shouldn't be you, that's exactly what I'm saying. You have a natural bias against him. No, so I do not. You do you talk about Fail Mary. If I, if I had a natural bias in him, I wouldn't put him at number two. Well you I, only have to put him at number two because he's like consistently number one. I, put, I have Rodgers, uh, Wilson, McCaffrey. Then I put uh, Mahomes. Then I put sorry, I can't even remember my own own handwriting. Lamar probably. Then I put Lamar. Then I put Watson. Then I put Dak. 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 Just get Dak out of there. <laughs> I still <laughs> just just okay, delete guys. that picture. <laughs> well, we do have to wrap things up here. We oh, could probably God. go on for hours and hours, but I don't want to make this like that long of a show. But thank you to everybody for watching this. Uh, it was a fun, spirited debate here. We definitely threw up a lot it was of more like an, uh, It was more like a logical argument. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So it was fun having you on here as for the show, Kyle. Hopefully you can come back sometime. <laughs> um, really quickly, though, I do want to show off some of your picks here. So as a guest, I allowed Kyle to make his NFL picks for this week. I'll just run down here his picks. He's got... San Francisco beating Arizona, like we all do. <laughs> uh, he's got Houston beating Jacksonville. He's got Buffalo beating Washington. Minnesota beating Kansas City. The Jets beating the Dolphins. Eagles beating the Bears. Colts over the Steelers. Panthers over the Titans. Lions over the Raiders. Seahawks over the Buccaneers. Broncos over the Browns. Packers over the Chargers. Patriots over the Ravens and Cowboys over the Giants. So it's a good set of picks there, man. We'll mm. let the audience know how you end up. You always claim that you pick games right every time. So I mean, I won the bet last year <laughs> for the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, but we all know that New Orleans game shouldn't have been like that. <laughs> hey, man, I tell you, I win. <laughs> it's a little bit of luck involved with Kyle, but um, right, just like yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so just so thanks, Kyle, for being on the show here. Hopefully, you'll be back sometime later. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely, if this 
conversation comes up again later in the year, we'll make sure to have you on uh, when we have more a bigger sample size to debate with. But with that being said, guys, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Don't forget about Subvember. Uh, get your friends, get your family to subscribe to Clutch Crew Sports on wherever they get their podcasts on. We put out two videos a week, two to three, actually, I should say. So there's a lot to choose from, a lot for everybody. If you're an NBA guy, college guy, NFL guy, it doesn't really matter. We put out videos a lot for those type of sports. And uh, hopefully you guys can interact with us, too, and get your your topics and stuff on this show like our friend from Twitch, Jackson, did with the Carolina topic earlier. So wanted to end with those few words. And, uh, yeah, so stay tuned. We've got an episode coming out. A reaction video for college football and for NFL coming out in a couple days. So, hope everybody's a great yesterday day. For Eric, peace.